Hey guys, welcome to WDWNT Nerd Alert. I'm your host, Joe Hogarty, and joining me tonight is Jack McCarthy. Good evening. And Fetcher Eckris. Hello, everybody. So tonight we're going to do is we're going to go over some of the trailers that we saw on the Super Bowl, and we're also going to go over some news. Um, I did want to mention, I heard from Bianca. Oh, how is she? She just had a birthday or something, didn't Great, she? Great, yeah. Yeah, she did. She had a birthday. Happy birthday, Bianca. And um, no, she's still listening. I, I didn't realize that, but she sounds like she hasn't missed an episode. And well, I meant um, to wish her a happy birthday online, but you know how we get with things. <laughs> well, you still can. <laughs> I know. I, I'll wish her a happy belated. Yeah. But um, she's excited to what we have to say about the Fantastic Four, which we'll get to that in a little bit. And she got to go to, to Megacon. That's cool. As oh, opposed cool. to me, I, I didn't go. I I was having some financial issues. So I figured that's probably best not to go. And uh, I would have spent a lot of money, I know, from what I saw there. Especially like Artist Alley. Oh, that's, that's bad. My favorite part of New York Comic Con. Because like even like... Because they were still like selling stuff like that. Was like, which isn't bad. $25 a piece. With you know, signed by the artist, with the artist being there, it's like mm-hmm. that's not bad. I probably would have bought way too much, I'm sure. And they were nice looking too. And some of them I really didn't know, but uh, again, if it looks nice and it looks nice hanging on a wall, I would get it. Anyway, I'm glad she had a good time there. I forgot she met the guy that was in the uh, Jedi Fallen Order, like the main character the video um, game i don't i don't remember his name <laughs> i don't even, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't play it patrick my son patrick played it but i didn't i play a little bit of it but uh you know um i know who the guy is and he looks like a nice guy all right anyway so let's get into the super bowl trailers uh so the big one of course was deadpool and wolverine so what are your thoughts on that? I guess, Fedri, you can go first. Oh, it was fantastic. It was just like, I don't know. I'm, I'm really ready for it. I thought it had everything that I was looking forward to it. I mean, the whole TSA bit is kind of okay, like how that's going to roll with it. But Vision looked great and... I wanted to see more Wolverine, so they're kind of holding off with him, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's okay if it's going to be, you know, Deadpool's movie. It's Deadpool's movie. I'm not going to complain. Ryan Reynolds is just, like, living and breathing in that suit. Like, it's just, he just turns on in that suit. So, um, so I loved that. I, I loved his wit. Um, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that. Out of Out of all the trailers I saw, that's probably... This is the one that I'm I'm ready to go see. I will get my ticket. Okay. Jack? Um, well, as I always put a disclaimer ahead of time, um, I'm not the biggest Deadpool fan. Um, and I wasn't exactly ready to see more of the uh, TVA yet. 
I think it's <laughs> maybe I'm just still a little sore from the way uh, Loki went. Um, but I'm guessing this Deadpool is a variant or something. Like right. pull out, pull out the, the multiverse because didn't his girlfriend die? Well, she could be a variant, you know. Well, I mean, like well, all of them could be variants, or, or like uh, I think my <clears throat> nephew was saying actually that he may have gone back in in time, and because that guy Paul was there too, was it? Wasn't that that guy Paul with the mustache? I, I don't know. If yeah, he he's there. Uh, I, I think he died too. Um, so he might have pulled all of them back from. Uh, you know, the, some sort of using the multiverse or whatever. We'll find out. We'll find out. But I mean, I <laughs> I was hoping to see some Wolverine more than a shadow. Um, but you know what? Because Hugh Jackman is back as Wolverine, this one I will probably go see in the theater. Um, it's not the trailer I was most excited about seeing. But, um, like I said, I guess I'll go see it. I'm you curious. Guess, <laughs> you guess you're going to see it. Okay. Um, I was disappointed, to be honest with you. With all the hype that we've been hearing about this movie, I felt too much of it focused on Wade. And even, like, that little birthday party that he had. And I did not like to see the TVA being too present in there. I'm with you, Jack, with the whole Loki thing. Is this going to be another Loki? Are, are they basically hiring him to fix the multiverse? I'm tired of this. They need to get rid of the multiverse. I'm just not interested in it anymore. And I kind of, I hate to say it. I, you know, I, I love Ryan Reynolds. He does a great Deadpool and everything, but I kind of see Disney's dirty little fingers in this movie, like I feel like they're they're pushing synergy a little too much, and they're like, "Oh, we got to push the TVA. We have to let people know that the TVA is, is still around." And you know, and who are the TVA? If you want to know, you got to subscribe to Disney Plus. You have to watch the first two seasons of Loki, or whatever the hell else they were in. Uh, I, I, the TVA has no business being in that movie, and it just kind of annoys me that they are. Um. I was annoyed. What's that? Understandable. I was annoyed that we didn't see any Wolverine really with all the hype that we've been seeing yeah. and all, all the leaked pictures that we've seen. Uh, we saw one, we saw the back of him where he was like Patch, I guess. We had his white tuxedo and the his pointed little hair. Right. I mean,. I, I don't know. I, I just expected I wanted to see you, Jackman, in the yellow and blue suit, you know, calling him Bub or something, you know? Yeah, no, that would have been great. That That's the whole thing. I, I mean, I this is what I feel, too. I, I, I was telling somebody this. I think Disney's in trouble. Well, we know that they're in trouble. First of all, the trailer that they aired on the Super Bowl, I didn't see it because I really I didn't watch much of the Super Bowl but it aired before the Super Bowl started. Now, for a commercial to air before the Super Bowl started, it kind of means they can't afford to place it during the prime time of the Super Bowl, which is like during one of the quarters, like where, you know, specifically the first half of the game. 
because it's more expensive. And for them to just like, well, I guess they couldn't show what was that like a two minute trailer or something like that. That would be super expensive. What is it? Ad go for is it seven million dollars? Oh, you know what? When it, it back in my old BBDO days, I could have told it to the penny, but <laughs> not now. It, it's it's very expensive. Too long. For thirty seconds, it's very expensive. But I, I was, I didn't see it, but apparently he, it was just Ryan Reynolds smacking his ass um, as Deadpool for about thirty seconds. That there was very little footage, and then if you want to see the real trailer, you had to go online. So that was a fail. I mean, it's like. I, I just don't understand why why they did it that way. And I don't know. But you know one thing though, if they showed us too much, I'd be complaining about that too. <laughs> you know. If we saw like too much Wolverine, I was like, oh, why didn't they save this for the movie? I didn't want to see that. So, you know, so that's why a mix. It's like I thought it was a sucky trailer. I, I think the Deadpool parts were okay. <clears throat> When he's in the costume but again if it, it's something i'd rather we're, we we're definitely going to go see it regardless this is to sell people that are on the fence about whether or not they're going to go see it which i kind of think jack they did McCarthy a bad job crowd. with it yeah the jack mccarthy crowd um but i i would rather see a trailer like this than a spider-man trailer that sony puts together where they show us way too much and, um, you know, I, I think they are leaving some good stuff for the movie. I still have my doubts, though, after this movie, because, again, I feel like now that Deadpool is under Disney's control, they're going to interfere with it. Do we know what it's rated, though? R. It's rated R for sure. It's rated R? Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know because... Um, That's good. <laughs> I... I <yeah. laughs> For what they are, the Deadpool movies need the violence. Yeah. They really do. They need the gratuitous violence, the profanity, all of that stuff. Um, or you know what? It's just not what people enjoyed. I, I, again, I, I mean, we've seen photos of Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds as <clears throat> Deadpool and Wolverine. And I would rather it just be that. And we know it's not going to be that. It's going to be many characters from the Fox universe and maybe some from the Marvel universe that are going to be in this movie. And again, I'm afraid that it's going to dilute the movie and the story and the, the friendship and camaraderie between Wolverine and, Lo uh, and Logan and uh, Deadpool. Uh, Unless, you know, the shadow... Was Daniel Radcliffe as Wolverine? Did you read that somewhere? No, I'm just guessing because I know how much you were against Daniel Radcliffe being Wolverine. <clears throat> no, no, actually, I heard some people on Reddit saying they think that that he's Patch, that that version of Wolverine is probably Daniel Red Radcliffe, <laughs> and they probably kill him, you know, which is fine with me. But I would rather him not be in the movie at all. I mean, I'd love to see him in another Harry Potter movie, but no, you're not Wolverine. Just stay away from it. Danny DeVito, you're not Wolverine. Uh, all of them just stay far, far away from that movie. Anyway, I, I was, I wouldn't say this was my favorite Super Bowl trailer. Um, 
Not that there was many good ones either. All right, next one. So Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. This is like the fourth uh, rebooted series that they've had. The one that was uh, started by, what was his name? Another guy that got canceled. Um, you know, the good looking guy. Can't think of his name. I'm going to think of his brother's name before him. The director. James Franco. James Franco. Oh, he was, he was in the first one. Yeah, I mean, I like, I kind of like the first three of them. I thought they were pretty good, and but this one seems to be going much further into the future. I'm guessing because there seems to be a heck of a lot more apes than there were uh, at the end of the third one. Where the apes have, there's enough apes for them to go, looks like almost to war with each other, like tribes of them out there. It looks like a remake of Planet of the Apes. Yeah. The, the humans I, are basically like animals and they gather them up with nets. And then there's that one, which I think is a, it's a gender swap. She's probably an astronaut. The director says that's not true. She's not an astronaut. She's an astronaut. You know, they're saying she's special. She's got those clothes on. And I, I think that that's what it is. It's probably going to be a remake of Planet of the Apes. I don't know. I mean, it looks good. But like I said, I like I, I kind of have trouble kind of picturing the time frame that this would be in because it looks like it must be generations Many oh yeah, no, it's it's many after the first one. Because Caesar died in the last one, right? He, he it's almost like the Moses moment, you know, like he gets them to the promised land, but he can never enter the promised land. Yeah. What about you, Fedra? I never really was into the remakes, so I mean, visually, like with effects and stuff, it looks great. The effects but, do look good. But I just I wasn't gravitating to it and I agree with Jack. Like that was also a tough part of it was just like, okay, when does this take place in the in the series of the film? So well, I'll probably wait it out. because um, I think I only saw the first one. I don't even think I've seen the second and the third. Because again, like I just really like the originals personally. No, I like the originals too. Yeah, some are better than others, but uh, I, I am, you know, I, I hope it's good. I, I think that the apes look pretty good and um, they've oh, yeah. always looked kind of good. And, you know, they, they do seem to be talking a little better, I would say. Uh, I know in the first one, yeah, it, it was the beginning of them talking and, and maybe the third one, they probably talked a little better, but uh, they seem like they're talking perfect English now. Um, but I don't know. I hope it's fun. I did read today, which I was surprised, that they showed it to test audiences and it and it bombed. Really? And they, yeah. And they had to do a lot of damage control and I think reshoots. Uh, so that has me concerned because that was my favorite actually Super Bowl ad, I mean, for movies. And I was like, really? It's like, how could they have screwed this one up? But maybe they did. Uh, so the other one, other trailer, Wicked. Wicked. 
Uh, well, I mean, I, I read somewhere that, like we talked before this, but uh, something I read today had said how it's going to follow the book more closely than the play, which I think is going to throw a lot of people for a loop who were thinking it was going to be a musical like the play. Did you see? Well, I know you read the book. Did you see the play? I didn't see the play. Did you see the play, Fedra? I read the book because I couldn't afford to see the play. The tickets are so <laughs> ridiculous on Broadway. I don't know what's going on. I haven't seen the play and I haven't read the book. So it's it's going to be fun if I were to watch it. I mean, it looks visually beautiful. Do you know um, what Wicked's about? Yeah, I know that it's about the witch and that I guess her and Glenda are sisters or something. I don't know if they're sisters. Um, well, Jack probably, I didn't see either. Either Are they best I, friends or something? I, Did they go to school together? Together and they start out at friends, but uh, Glenda starts to almost become like uh, <laughs> the mean girls, <laughs> for lack of a better word. And um, they're, they have a falling out, and then the witch goes up against the wizard. Uh, because, well, I, I don't want to spoil it, but um, they have a falling out where the wizard gets involved, and of course, she becomes public enemy number one. And that's like the first half of the book. The second half of the book is like after she's left the Emerald City. And how she really starts to become the Wicked Witch uh, that we see in The Wizard of Oz. Did, did you like the book? Um, I liked the first half. Uh, the second half of the book started to drag to me. Um <clears throat> So, you know, because the, the first half of the book, the central argument that she has in the em Emerald City uh, is an interesting point uh, where it's sort of like a culture, what a culture will put up with um, to keep their comforts. Um and who ends up suffering because of those choices that the general mi majority will make. Um, damn, it's really hard to explain it without ruining it. Uh, <laughs> I know, that's what you're doing, okay. You know, um, but like I said, it, it, that, that theme is very important for the first half of the book, uh, which is how she starts to become known as an upstart. Um, in the Emerald City, and it just all goes downhill from her, uh, with no help from Glinda. So, yeah, I mean, I, Fedra, you liked the look of it. I kind of didn't. Um, I, I, I thought the CGI just didn't look all that good, even though I did like that green, like, yeah. The green. Box. The green what? Dark, 
tank, whatever it was. Uh, I did like to look at that. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, I, I never got to see Wicked. I always wanted to see it. I mean, I heard it was a good musical. And it sounds interesting. I mean, I kind of like when they do stuff like that. I like Mal Maleficent. When that first came out, I liked that it was a different spin to it. It doesn't necessarily have to be canon. It's kind of like a what-if story. And this is kind of a what-if oh, story. Oh, absolutely. Too. Yeah. Because, I mean, at a lot of points, the Wicked Witch is a sympathetic character. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like she's the heroine of the movie <laughs> and that she's just misunderstood, uh, which they kind of do a little too much nowadays. But uh, Yeah, but I mean, just the book was written mm -hmm. 20 years ago? Well, even so, I'm just Yeah, saying, I mean, before, before we got into the full Awoke, awoke and Nutty agenda. I I thought the special effects looked pretty good. It kind of reminds me a little bit of Oz the Great and Powerful. Also James Franco. <laughs> I don't I well I didn't see that. So. I like that movie. I don't know why a lot of people didn't like it. I, I thought it was pretty good. A, again, it was different. It's, it's sometimes I, I love The Wizard of Oz. I mean, that's a classic. But it's kind of interesting to see different takes on it and different storylines like uh, what was that other one return to oz did you ever see that one return to oz was the stuff of nightmares no oh that's that got that girl faluka uh she was in the water boy and uh i'm sorry the wheelies those like i said those are those were the thing of nightmares oh everything in that movie is a thing of nightmares yeah because it's like basically you know, little girl's Dorothy. She comes back from Oz. Uh, her aunt takes her to like some mental institution because she doesn't believe her that she saw all these creatures. Uh, they're about to maybe perform a lobotomy on her and shock, electric shock treatment. Yeah, I remember the electric oh, shock. God. Electric shock That's dark. <laughs> and she escapes and it seems like she, she drowns. And by her drowning, she goes to Oz. And then the... Uh, I guess it's a witch, the, the new witch that they have. She basically kills like all the pretty girls and she cuts their heads off and she puts them in a cabinet. And so like every day she chooses a different head to wear. And and this is a Disney movie. And this they were is, on the saucers or something, the heads. This is a Disney movie? Yeah, this is Walt Disney, produced by Walt Disney back in the day. And, and again, a lot of people have nightmares from this movie. But a lot of people find it a cult classic. I do find it interesting because, again, it, like we've Warner Brothers Wizard of Oz with with uh, Judy Garland and all that, or the M MGM or whatever it was. Um, you know that that wasn't the actual tale. They they just took pieces of it and they made up a little bit of their own story, and then they made it into a musical and all that. So I but I find the lore very interesting because it's. You know, I never read the books, but I, you know, I'd, I'd like to see different stories, and that's what Return to Oz was because they introduced like the, I don't know if he was the Goblin King or or whatever, um, but like one of the main villains that wasn't in, in the you know the movies, and Pumpkinhead was another uh, character that they introduced, and TikTok the and robot TikTok. thing, and those were very interesting characters. I, I still. I, 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 I see a lot of things to like about that movie, but people that were expecting Wizard of Oz 2 
we're sadly disappointed because yes. no singing, no dancing, just run for your life. It's scary as shit. It was basically a horror movie. Um, anyway, getting back to this thing. So Ariana Grande was cast in it, and I, I'm just not a fan of hers. I don't understand. She's like Taylor Swift. I don't understand why these girls are really into her. And and she, she, oh my god, she's got what does she weigh? She has to weigh eighty pounds. She's tiny. She really is. Yeah, and I, I, I just don't understand her appeal. I mean, she probably has a good. Well, I think what it is like she grew up on Nickelodeon. She did a couple of shows there, and that that's how they get you. That's how they get you. They get the kids early. That's what uh -huh. happened, like with the because the Mickey Mouse Club. You had Britney Spears. You had Christina Aguilera. Ryan Gosling and Justin, Justin Timberlake. Yeah. And so they got there early. They got their mitts, you know, they, you know, they're into the kids. So the kids followed them and then they became big superstars. And uh, yeah, you know, but anyway, I, I don't know. I'll, I mean, I, I might go see it. what pisses me off the most is it's a two parter. You know, I really doubt that that had to be a two parter. This is just them trying to milk money out of the consumers or the ticket goers, but we'll see. It's not the worst trailer. Actually, I, I, I liked it. You know, I liked the trailer. We'll see. Um, so this one came out after Super Bowl: Godzilla versus Kong: The New Empire. That's a uh, TBS TNT movie for on a Saturday afternoon in the background for noise. Yeah, that was so much going on. It's too much going on for me to even handle it. And I mean, the, the prospect of, you know, we saw the world below, which has all the dinosaurs and the monsters in it. Um, Just so stupid. Um, one Kong gave Godzilla a pretty tough time. I don't see how one Kong and Godzilla is going to put up much of a fight against a whole bunch of Kongs. I just don't see it. Uh, I think it's overkill. It's just like the perfect word is overkill on this film. Well, that's just it. Unless it comes down to, you know, uh, Kong challenges. I guess he's like an orangutan because he's sort of a reddish fur. Yeah. Uh, and becomes the alpha leader or something. Uh, while the other hundred apes rip Godzilla to pieces, you know. <laughs> I don't when know. I, when I saw that uh, that big mechanical arm, I was like, are the Transformers in this too? You know, when it was coming well, I, out of I thought it looked like he was wearing a glove or something. I forget. What the hell? Did, it, did he lose his arm and they replaced it with like a bionic arm or something like that? Who? Who's on? Kong, Kong. He's got I like think Kong lost an arm. Uh, well, he's got like some sort of robotic arm now. He's like a cyborg kind of Kong now. I didn't notice that. No, yeah, well, that's a, there's a big. Edra has got a big like, frown. I don't think she noticed it. There's like an ar like armor. <clears throat> it looked like armor to me. It doesn't. I, look I like don't know what bionic. the hell it is. But um, no, yeah, the, the the first movie was dumb. I mean. Parts of it looked nice, like at night when they were fighting in the city. I was like, well, that looks pretty nice. But it was just a dumb movie. I mean, the human element always sucks 
like in in the Godzilla movie and you know Kong Skull Island and you know and then there's Kong versus or Godzilla versus Kong you know they they bore well, us I like this. Godzilla versus Kong better than either of the I don't first movies I did like Godzilla King of the Monsters when he fought Ghidra I did I like that, that was good bulky fun well, I, I like the original Godzilla movie. That, and there's a Godzilla, was it minus one? Is that what it was called? I forget. I got to see that. I want to see that. That was way better than anything I saw in the trailer. And what was funny, too, is I'm watching this trailer after like one minute of the trailer. I was like, there is more talking in this trailer than all of Godzilla minus one, <laughs> you know? And, and that's the problem is that they make. They make it like, all right, we have to have humans and we have to create dialogue for them. So we're going to create a lot of dialogue for them. And even though some of it doesn't make sense, we have to make sure that they're talking all the time so that the audience is engaged in what they're talking about. But usually what they're talking about is bullshit and we don't care. And I don't care about that little girl from uh, Stranger Things being in it. And it it's just so annoying where, again, Godzilla minus one, I think it's minus one, was... Uh, it just got it. And Godzilla was a bad guy in that one. You know, you cared about the characters um, that were going through all of the, the problems with Godzilla. And and you don't get that in the American Godzilla movies it, because they don't know how to make them. It, Godzilla should always be a bad guy. Kong should always be a bad guy. I don't like that they're good guys and that they're buddies and that they go shopping at the mall, I guess. I don't know what they do. But it's just, I'm not going to see it. It's like, I, I wouldn't, I don't think I would see it even if I got to see it for free. Like if it was on regular TV, because it's just, the first one I thought was dumb and this is just going to be dumber. And I think the CGI doesn't look good at all. But it's sad too how CGI is just not looking good lately. Although the, you know, the Planet of the Apes look pretty good, but some stuff we've seen lately, you would think, Terminator 2, when that was like kind of the introduction of CGI in movies, that we would be so far ahead of that. And it seems like we're going backwards now. Uh, it, you know what? It, I, I don't think it's because we're going backwards. I think that it's become such a crutch for the studios to fall back on. Um, it's almost taken for granted and it's like, okay, we can change this on the fly. We can do this quick. Um, and that's been, that's been one of the complaints with, uh, the MCU movies that their model of shoot sequences, put it together and then build a story around that sequence. Um, and then, oh, it doesn't matter. We can change it in post because it's digital. And you have the guys who work for months on a sequence and then they're given two weeks to redo things, to get it now to fit into the story mode. And they don't have the time to do as good of a job as they did the first time around because it's a rush. We got to get something out, you know. And I think that's a lot of the problem where they just don't have time. They don't, have, they, they don't have the time that it takes to make the CGI look good because, you know, we've seen movies where 
The CGI looks phenomenal. Um, look at, and I don't want to hold him up as an example for how to make movies, but uh, look at James Cameron. When he has time to use CGI, his environments in Avatar are just beautiful. Yeah. Are incredible to look at. Very intricate, Why? yeah. Because he's got a script written first. He follows the script to make the movie. He might make a few changes here and there, but the bulk of the movie is written and storyboarded and planned out. And the guys have enough time to put it together. And it looks phenomenal on screen. Uh, the Marvel movies, they rush. Well, heck, even the Marvel TV shows, which they spend as much on those as they do movies. Um, it looks like crap because it's all muddled together because they're shooting without a script. And like we talked about, I think it was last week, Joe, yeah. how uh, Anthony Mackie was throwing a fit on the set of Captain America 4 because they're having him do re major reshoots on the movie. As much time is spent on reshoots as nearly making a whole movie. And he's, he's pissed and screaming at the director because he's like, how are we putting this thing together without a script? It's yeah. okay, uh, uh, Mr. Mackey, go over there and punch that guy. Go over there and have a fight. What are we fighting about? Uh, we'll figure that out. Well, am I supposed to say anything? Uh, we'll, you know, cut the close-ups and you say whatever you want, but just go over there and fight. That's how you make a movie? No. And what well, happens yeah. is the CGI is going to suck. Because you're going to then come up with all this dialogue and trying to make it sense. And then you're going to dump it on a team of digital artists and say, here you go. Finish this in a week or we're not going to make our, you know, premiere date. And <laughs> it's no wonder these guys are forming a union and trying to, you know. Well, they should. Because they are, they're overworked and underpaid. Right, and, and you're not going to get get it out. I mean, one, th one thing that I always go back to, again, not to go back to my BBO days again, um, was the triangle. You have the triangle. One point is you want it good. Another point on a triangle is you want it fast. And the third point on the triangle is you want it cheap. No matter, you can only have two of them. You can get it fast, but you're going to have to spend a lot of money, but it's still not going to look good. You can spend a lot of money and have it look good, but you're going to, it's going to take time. And that's the model that they're following with the CGI. They want it fast. They want it cheap, and what's going to happen? It's not going to be very good. So, thus ended the lesson. Well, I, you know, it's funny because Charlie and I were talking about this, like with Jurassic Park. Like the first Jurassic Park looks better than any of the Jurassic Parks after that. Uh -huh. And 
That's Agreed. Yeah. They used a combination of CGI and practical effects for the dinosaurs. And now, like Jack was saying, is that they rely too much on CGI, kind of like with The Hobbit, like where previously when Peter Jackson made Lord of the Rings, it was mostly real people, you know, in, in makeup, like as the orcs and all these different creatures. And then all of a sudden he got hooked on CGI and he's like, well, we don't need a whole army of people. I could just make it up in CGI. That pale orc, he's going to look so good in CGI. You're going to think he's there. Just act in front of a green screen. And even like, it's so sad what Marvel has become like the, the poster child basically for how stupid and lazy and dumb they are was when they had that shot at Nick Fury sitting at the desk for Spider-Man far from home and uh, and and he was sitting on a green box he was holding like a like a like a green pen which they eventually made into a gun and his chair was green they had to redo all that in cgi or digitally where they could have just put him on a desk you know have him sit with a with a gun in his hand right. but it, it's like why are you wasting all of that time I mean, what what are you trying to accomplish here? It, it's just that they're they need to go back to the past and and look at what worked and try and remember what doesn't work. Like some of the stuff, like with Star Wars, like uh, what was that movie? The um, uh, the, uh, the, this the Star Wars story what was I can't think of it now. Rogue Not, One. Rogue One. Yeah, I mean, the space battle in Rogue One was pretty damn good. You know, it's like, it's hard to get something like that out of models. That's when it works, but it's not going to work with everything. And, uh, and I guess well, some look of the-, at the difference between the aliens in the original version of Star Wars and at the bar. And then in the special edition, they started adding all the CGI aliens. Well, sorry, the conventional-looking aliens just looked a heck of a lot better. Yeah, it looked like they were there. <laughs> you know, they were in right. the bar because they were in the bar. Because they were in the bar. Yeah. You know, they would look at, at each other, not like somebody had a blank stare looking at something in distance and, you know, pretending to interact with nothing. I, it, it, Like I said, it's just – it's over-reliance – and getting lazy and it's too bad they don't understand that yep all right let's get into the news so the official cast for the fantastic four was revealed not a big surprise we've actually mentioned these names for months now but it was pedro pascal vanessa kirby joseph quinn ebon moss bakarak who plays the thing joseph quinn plays johnny storm vanessa plays sue storm and pedro plays Reed Richards. Uh, ask you, Frederick. So, what were your thoughts on the reveal and the cast? It's definitely different from the other casts and the other films. Again, Fantastic Four was not always something that I looked forward to. So, blasphemy. That's what that was coming from Jack. I was just reading it. I didn't even let that out of my mouth. <laughs> I mean, it's okay. She's entitled to her opinion as no matter how wrong she is, but just kidding. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I do like the look of it, like the like you guys were saying, the style of it looking sixties, like that looks cool. Um, I just, you know, just like any other film, though, like I'm just concerned of how it's going to be portrayed, not just the cast itself. Mm, Jack. Um, the only person. I kind of have a problem with, and I'm not alone in this, is Pedro Pascal as Reed Richards. I, 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 I like him, but I just don't see him as Reed Richards. Um, hope they're wrong. I hope, I, like, it's not like I'm rooting against him. I just don't quite see it. Um, the guy who's playing Johnny Storm, I remember him from Stranger Things. And I think he definitely can pull off the wise-ass attitude of Johnny Storm. Um, I don't know the guy who plays the thing, but let's face it. He's going to be covered in a rocky CGI look. And I just hope they get it right. Um to sell it so we'll see how that is uh vanessa kirby yeah um i've seen her in different things and she usually plays the uh colder type woman um you know sophisticated but kind of reserved overly reserved and uh like i said just a generally cold woman um that's not sue storm sue storm is is a mom um she she takes care of these three guys and then eventually she has kids and then she's taking care of all of them you know she's the heart and soul of fantastic four i was just gonna say that she's the heart and four and that's not a cold type of woman um but who knows maybe she could play it but like i said i've only seen her in uh the crown which she was very good in uh napoleon and the uh fast and furious spinoff oh wait a minute she's in napoleon is she uh, josephine she's josephine Ugh. she's uh now i'm not happy but like once again Josephine was played as kind of a, I don't want to say gold digger, but, you know, she saw that Napoleon was going to be a powerful man, so she latched onto him. And then eventually she did come to love him and decided to stick with him as best she could and help him as she could, but they could never be together because she couldn't conceive an heir for him and inconceivable well those were the days but like i said she wasn't a warm type of person you know no i'm saying that went over your head i said she no, couldn't conceivable i i know it's all right okay but, you know, know, it's, it's, it's not always great to be the emperor but uh 
like I said, she may surprise me. She may come off great. Um, no, but even her voice, she just sounds, I don't picture Sue having a voice like that. You know, it's just a little too rough for me. Well, uh, uh, you know what is, she has an edge to her. And Sue Storm doesn't need an edge. She's confident while being caring and loving. And she will do anything to defend her family. Um, it, yeah, it's kind of like, uh, you know, back in the day, Lauren Bacall, like everyone was in love with her. They just, she was hot as hell and everything. But her voice was rough, man. She sounded like a dude to me. And... I'm afraid that that's what Sue Storm is going to sound like, too. But you know what? Like I said, they could surprise us. You know, so we'll see what it comes out at. And the fact that they, it, it looks like they are going to set it as a period piece in the 60s. Um, I hope <laughs> for the modern audience, I hope they don't turn... Reed Richards into the Reed Richards of the sixties where, you know, he'd be like, you know, woman, get me a sandwich while I figure out this mystery of the universe. You know, his best friend is there and he says, you know, Ben, you fool. Don't you know, this needs to go over here. Like yeah, Reed you, Richards was really obnoxious. They're not going to do that. Cause it's Disney. I don't, yeah. I don't think they'll do it. Um, it would be it would be fun for comedic sake, but I don't think they're going to do it. I I hope they don't do that. I mean, I'd love to see, like I said, the Reed Richards from like the Burn Run, the Mark Wade Run, even the Dan Slot Run, which bring those are the last big runs on the book. Um, I hope they have a read like that, but and I don't know. Pedro Pascal, I, I don't know if he has that kind of range either, but we'll see. Maybe he'll get a good director and he'll get the best out of them. So I'm I'm hopeful for it. He's got good range. I, other than Wonder Woman 84, I think that's the only bad thing I've seen him in. But like he was in Kingsman Golden Circle and he was one of the few good things in that. He was the cowboy. and Right. He, he wasn't he wasn't a family guy and a dad though. The one time no. he played a family guy and a dad was in Wonder Woman 84. <laughs> you just said he was terrible in. <laughs> no, but I heard he was good in The Last of Us and he was good in The Mandalorian. Well, he's kind of a dad in The Mandalorian. Yeah. But uh I, I think he's a good actor. But I do think it's more Disney bullshit where it's they they see him as the golden child and he can do whatever because the Mandalorian was so good. They're like, Oh, we got to put him in everything or we have to reward him for what he did. And you could have gotten someone that probably was more suited for the role than Pedro Pascal. And we could be eating crow by the time the movie comes out and he might be the best thing in the movie. It always comes out like Heath Ledger is the Joker. What are you out of your yeah. mind? Yeah. The guy from, you know, a knight's tale. Come on. You know, but Hey, my favorite Joker. I mean, the thing that shocked me the most, even like though we heard of this, who the cast was like about six months ago, is that it's not really diverse. 
I mean, and we heard for such a long time that they're looking at, they, they want to mix it up. They want to have some Asian, they want to have some black, they want to have, you know, completely diverse because they felt that that was wrong to have like a completely white fantastic four. And it is basically, uh, you know, other than Pedro Pascal, I would say that it's milk white, you know, a fantastic four. And again, I, I would prefer that the characters look more like their comic book counterparts than for them to just do the race swap or the gender swap just because of they feel it's the right thing to do. Because in the end, the, the people that you're trying to attract to go to the movie aren't going to see it. The people that are fans of the original comic book aren't going to go see it. You know, So what the hell are you doing other than wasting money? And so I'm kind of glad that and I think that this is the result of all the box office bombs too. They probably had this meeting and they're like, well, something's not working. And uh, they probably said, well, maybe, well, maybe they watched that South Park episode, you know, maybe. And, said, and it's like, I guess everybody's got our number. Maybe we need, we need to pull back a little bit, especially after the Marvels too, like that bombed and everybody made fun of that movie. And that was a, put a chick in it, make her gay, make it lame, you know? Yeah. And so they're like, all right, well, we need to change our image. We should try with the Fantastic Four. Um, I don't know. I don't like that it's set in the 60s. I think, again, this is like some sort of, I have no faith in anybody anymore other than like Christopher Nolan or Quentin Tarantino. Uh, I don't have any faith in anyone that's working in Marvel. It's like, aha, we'll make it in the sixties and we'll do a multiverse time travel thing where they'll end up in the current day by the end of the movie. So that they'll be part of the MCU. You don't have to complicate things that way. You know, you, you can tell the oh, story of the fantastic four without going back to the sixties. You know what, you know what the thing though, by moving the time period back, Maybe the 60s is too far, um, but you're getting away from all the other baggage that the MCU has become by setting it back a decade or two. Um, so the Fantastic Four will be the heroes on the scene. So if anything happens, those are the guys that are going to show up, not... Spider-Man, one of the Avengers, uh, Doctor Strange, you know, like all these other superheroes that all live in New York aren't all going to show up. It's going to let them focus on the Fantastic Four. You know what I mean? I, I know what you're saying, but, but I don't know. That's just my Maybe opinion. the 60s are too far back. Maybe they should have done the 70s. Maybe. Or the 80s could have been a lot of fun too well the reason why we're saying the 60s is because the thing is reading a, a life magazine and it looks right. like a, an issue with eisenhower on the cover and oh the whole the whole picture of the layout was very yeah the looks 60s, kind of 60s looking. yeah but would the 60s have uh, herbie the robot well that's the fantastic four but what, what, Richards invents anything, and but here it is. Herbie looks like a robot. He's not a super sophisticated, lifelike android. 
that walks around. You know, he's your little bucket of bolts that has a computer inside him, you know? And I think if they do Herbie right, every people will love him. Well, I think this is mostly for merchandise and for selling toys yeah, to kids. Yeah, too. It's probably like Baby Yoda, you know, that they're trying to... I wouldn't be surprised if so much money and time goes into his story just because we got to sell these toys at Disney, at Disney World and Disneyland. You know? Hey, I got my little Herbie pop over there. So... Really? So I was always under the impression, and I'm probably wrong. You're the Fantastic Four expert. Wasn't Herbie created for the animated series? He was created for the Filmation Fantastic Four series because Marvel had sold the rights to the Human Torch for a Human Torch movie. That never happened. So when they wanted to do the Fantastic Four, they had to come up with a replacement for the human torch and they came up with Herbie. And I, I couldn't do without Herbie to be honest with you. But, uh, but I, I will say, I, again, I am kind of shocked with the, that they went with a non-diverse cast. I'm not saying that we, that it should always be that way, but I, I want them to look as much as possible as the comic book counterparts. Like if, if you want to introduce people of color into the MCU, there's a lot of heroes that you can choose from. I always say, where the hell is the Spawn movie? You know, I mean, that movie would be, if they do that right, that'd be like another Black Panther. You know, they, they just got to get off their ass and give us good heroes. It's like, don't take a good hero and change their race and their gender, but give us, there are good black heroes out there. And again, I love the Falcon. He was one of my favorites. I love the, the two ones that I can't stand now. I love the Falcon in the comics, and I loved War Machine. And I would have loved to seen the Falcon fight alongside a Cap. And we really never got to see that, except for in Winter Soldier. I think that they should have carried the series on more, and we should have seen them build up a bond together. And, and you know, instead they're like well, you're the only one around. I'll kind of give you the shield. You be the new Captain America. He didn't deserve it. Like, Hey, it was given to Bucky first. Yeah. And, and but it's the whole thing was just a cop out. It's, it's like, I hated that part of Endgame because number one, that, that's when they were going woke. That's again, when they introduced the, you know, the, the super female cheerleader squad. I, I again, I knew this was the beginning and the end. I, I called it. Even though Endgame was a fun movie, it was no Infinity War because they started bringing in this stuff. Like, you know, Captain America is meeting with some of the survivors and the one guy he talks to and he's like, oh, I went out with this guy and I think he likes me. And it's like, yeah, all right, okay, here we go. You know, it, it's this is where it begins. And what was, you know, and then also why does Cap have to go back in the past to be with Peggy and hand off his shield? It's Here like, we go again. I mean, yeah. It's just it's just bullshit. I'm sorry. It's just we didn't need that. And like Jack said, it's like you got a choice between Bucky, who was your best friend for a long time and has the super soldier serum in him, or this guy that you just met a couple of years ago that has a set of wings, you know? Um, and he could have been so much more. In the comics, he was so much more. 
Falcon. And it, it's just, he didn't have enough time to breathe. They just rushed it. And again, they rushed it because they're like, we need, it's time for us to have a, a black Captain America as the forefront. He needs to be the leader of the Avengers going forward. And just like in the comics, the fans are just not accepting it because again, he's not right. super powered. He's not Steve Rogers, you know? And I think even if they made friggin', you know, Bucky Captain America, they wouldn't rely on him to be the leader of the Avengers either. You know, it's, you just, well, that, yeah, that, that's the part that got me in the comics. Um, like I said, I like the Falcon. He's also liked amongst the Avengers. But just because, you know, he now had the shield, you know, he's barking orders at everybody all of a sudden. And they're all like, okay. Yeah. Sure. So, okay, we'll go do it because, you know, you're Captain America. Uh, well, you knew him for years as the Falcon. You're friends with him and stuff. But, you know, Steve Rogers was the leader of the Avengers for years. Just because he gave a different guy the shield and the name doesn't automatically give this guy the authority that Steve Rogers used to have. And that, that used to bother me when they relaunched the Avengers and, you know, uh, the Falcon was on it as Captain America. It was like all of a sudden he became the de facto leader because he's Captain America's replacement. And it, I don't know. I, I just didn't like it. I, I didn't like what they did with him. Uh, as Captain America, so we're just gonna have to bear with it and watch it in the MCU or vote with our buck and don't bother watching it. Yeah, and I hope I really do hope that Captain America 4 movie bombs, and, and I have a feeling it will. Uh, let's move on. I'm, I'm gonna try to go through this quick because I, I spent a lot of time on the other stuff. So, X Men 97, they announced that that's coming to Disney Plus on March 20th, and then you guys saw the trailers. The trailer. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was excited. It's very much from very nostalgic for me. I just didn't like I didn't like how uh Magneto looked. I yeah. Like I didn't like the whole idea of Magneto inheriting the school. I was like, uh no. Um but I mean maybe cool premise, but no, that's not how it goes. Um I mean overall the look was good. I will give it a try, but I am very skeptical. And then Jack? Um, I was kind of indifferent about it. I mean, I don't have the uh, nostalgic feeling uh, that a lot of people have mm. with uh, X-Men 90, you know, the animated X-Men. Um, honestly, the X-Men cartoon I loved was X-Men Evolution. When they were all kids trying to fit in in a normal high school, and I just I just like that show so much better. Wolverine was older, and he was sort of the uh, old grouchy guy back at the building that you know made sure they were all tucked in at night, kind of thing. Um, I liked Evolution better than I like the original X Men series. Um, I thought it looked. I, I I thought it looked okay. There were people saying that they didn't like the way the characters looked. Mm -hmm. I it it didn't bother me that much. 
Yeah, it didn't bother me either, except Magneto. Yeah, I mean, I, I, mean, I guess they wanted that. They wanted the old style animation that they had when it was first out. And honestly, I always thought the beast looked goofy as hell. Yeah. <laughs> in that, you know, his eyes were always sort of bugging out. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I could live without that, you know. Well, the, the thing with X-Men 97 back in the day, why it was popular is because it was feeding off of the success of Jim Lee and Chris Claremont's X-Men. It's very popular back then. Right. And then when you finally got something on TV with the X-Men in, and you have your favorite X-Men on it, not the lame ones, it's it's kind of cool to watch. I mean, I watched it too. And I, I mean, I was, what was I in my, my late 20s when that was on? Oh, and, and Jubilee was a big part of it. I never liked Jubilee. I, I know so yeah, many people. I, I, didn't, I didn't get the big deal of her either. Sorry. She's got, no, I was going to say, so many people I hate Jubilee, and I never had a problem with her. The only problem I have with her is her powers suck. I mean, she yeah. just basically shoots fireworks out of her fingertips. They could have given her something better to do other than that. But, you know, she's. And I don't of, like Gambit, so, you know, like. I love Gambit. I, I, I love Gambit. I, I like Gambit and Rogue. I thought they were good together. Just that I whole like Rogue. Team is very I don't good. like Gambit. Uh, so my problem with this is, yeah, the guy behind it is, is very woke. And, like, he gave an interview, and I was reading, like, he was kind of, like, giving the background of each character, and he got to Morph. So Morph is back. And it was just a dumb character that they created for the series. And I think they killed him off, and the fans were upset because they were fans of Morph. Morph. Morph is the one that just basically he morphs into different people, right? Like it's he can, comic relief. Yeah, he's kind of like uh, a little bit like Mystique, but he couldn't like create multiple versions of himself if he had to, right? He was almost like the Impossible Man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or uh, Plastic Man. But anyway, so you you uh, you look at the description. Well, he the this, this director or writer is saying he goes, so yeah, we brought Morph back, and uh, this time he's uh, non-binary. And I was like, well, how does this have anything to do with X nine X Men ninety seven back then? X Men and then in the nineties, no one knew what non-binary was. You know, so you're ruining it right there. You're basically trying to push your politics into a setting that didn't have something like that that existed it you know i hate when they do stuff like that and i know x-men you know push social values more than any other comic book as they should it is i mean if anyone's going to do it it should be the x-men but it's i don't i'm afraid that it's we're going to see a lot of social issues involved like uh you know about like israel pakistan the trans issue um you know, Black Lives Matter. I think we're going to see a lot of that in this, uh, which I'm kind of concerned about. They're going to introduce some characters, you know, to make them more. I, I just want it to be good, you know, and I don't think it's going to be good. And as far as the animation, it's almost like, well, let's be smart and we're going to make it exactly like how it was. It was OK back then, the animation. They could have improved on it. Yeah, true. It, you know, yeah. it's like instead of like saying I, I kind of feel it's lazy where it's like we're going to make it look exactly like it. Make it look better. Make it look better. Make it look like what if because what if looks really good. 
And well, no I one, mean, it could it it could just be they're going for a stylized look. They're trying to keep the style of animation in in the '97, um, which I can get uh, because, like I said, several of my favorite shows, like my standby spectacular Spider-Man, that was a very simple stylistic. That's what I hated about it. <laughs> well, you see, but once again, it it was simple but very stylistic. But the story and the dialogue and the characters were frigging awesome, you know. You got to have everything, though. I mean, exactly. I know story is important. You can't. You can't. If they can't just use the '97 animation style and use that style of storytelling again because i remember some some of the stories were just god awful on that show as well oh no they were i, I was watching it recently because i was watching they did their version of days of future past and they had a uh, bishop play the wolverine part in the animated series and i was like yeah well it was a way to introduce bishop which i do like bishop like you like yeah, my, you're a bishop. he's one of my favorite x-men i'm sorry he's a cool one <clears throat> But, and, you know, the original, it wasn't Bishop. It was Wolverine. It's like, you don't have to change the story. If you're going to tell that story in the animated story. Well, the original series, was Katie Price. Oh, it was Katie, Katie Price. Price right. But, yeah, it's, you know, we don't, I don't know. Anyway, uh, I mean, hopefully it's good. We don't know. But, again, I'm trying to rush a little bit. Uh, so Samuel Jackson says Mace Window never died in The Revenge of the Sith, and he wants a Disney Plus show. You totally called this. We were talking about it several times. I remember this. So I can't believe that they're doing it, but we called it. Yeah. Now, you see, I... <gasps> no. I honestly Jack think don't. <laughs> a Mace Windu series would be good after of when he's in hiding and stuff after order 66. The problem is I don't think the batch of writers and no, basically this batch of writers currently at Lucasfilm could write it correctly. That I don't think it could be made to be the gritty Jedi gone underground story it should be um what <laughs> also we're getting to the fact that samuel jackson is starting to get up there in age he's 80 yeah he he couldn't i don't think he could convincingly play uh mace windu like we knew him from the Clone Wars again. Right. I don't. You could see it, like even in uh, Captain Marvel, when they digitally de-aged him, he still kind of slowed down quite a bit. Um, in Secret Invasion, which I know you didn't watch, Joe, uh, he slowed down a lot a bit. Um, I don't think he convincing could convincingly play Mace Windu anymore. 
I, I love him in every Quentin Tarantino movies. And there's no such bad thing as a bad performance by Samuel Jackson in a Quentin Tarantino movie. There are numerous versions of bad performances uh, by Samuel L. Jackson in other movies. In every movie he's done. He, I can't think of a good movie that he's done other than Quentin Tarantino movies. The Kingsman. He was terrific in The Kingsman. He was okay in The Kingsman. You know, he was fun. I will say he's fun. But again, no, you, but you look at it. Doing he, all the action stuff. He, he is a one-note character. You know, he, you know, he doesn't give his all. And, that, and that's what bothers me. I'm sure he was the one that came up with the idea of having a show about Nick Fury and making it Secret Invasion. And it's like, and I want, I want $20 million, you know? And they're like, well, if we give you $20 million and we have a $200 million budget, you know, we're not going to be able to afford some good superheroes to come on. Who cares? You know, I think that that's what it was. You know, it's just like, give me the money. And I think he does that all the time. Anytime he wants something, he asks for it. Disney's scared shit of him. And they're like, okay, you want to be Mace Window? Sure. I always call him Mace Window. Mace Window? Is that a new guy? Yeah. But You uh, will buy these Anderson Windows. (laughs) You will make your home draft-free. And he was one of my least favorite characters in the prequels too, because again, he just seemed to—he seemed too ghettoish for a Jedi. You know, he didn't even try to kind of act like some type of alien. You know, like from a, another another universe. Or I but, blame all that on George Lucas as the director. Well, but also I blame Samuel Jackson. I think he was very intimidating. Uh, He's like, you know, I I, I would not be surprised. If it was just him, I would agree with you. But I like Ewan McGregor. I know you don't. No, I don't. I like, love Natalie Portman. They didn't let them act. George Lucas likes that minimalistic a lot of blame goes direction and i think you had samuel jackson could have been the coolest jedi in the world he'd say you know like force is with you mother you know (laughs) no he's not supposed to say that he's not supposed to say that that's the problem is that even though he didn't say that he meant it when he was talking to anakin he didn't have that attitude he did have uh, that attitude. The only time he had that attitude is when he faced Palpatine and no. Anakin screwed up. He, the rest every, of the time, he did not have that kick-ass no. attitude. Every time he talked to Anakin, he was pissed off at him. He was like, I hate you. I hate you. I'm not going to say what I would normally say. <laughs> what I think he thinks, but yeah, he, he just doesn't. He, it's like, we need you to play a member of the Jedi Council Good, I'm playing myself, you know. And no matter how George would direct him, he's just going to do it however the hell he wants. So, like, and George even went up to him and said, It's like, all right, you have a choice of green or blue lightsaber. Which one do you want? I want purple, MF. And he's like, But there is no purple. We'll make one. It's like, okay. And he scared the shit out of George. And it's like, Here's a purple one, Mr. Jackson, you know. And every time I see that stupid movie and I see that purple lightsaber, I just want to smack them. You know, it's like, you're not a Star Wars fan. 
all you care about is yourself. It's like you want to just make sure, oh, there's the purple one. That's me over there. You know, it's like there's a bunch of blue and green ones and red ones around, but I'm the purple one. You bastard. I hate him. But you know, we'll, we'll eventually have a rainbow colored lightsaber soon, I'm sure. Hey, in the games and the books of the expanded universe, there were but that's what start- colors. That's what started it. It wasn't like that before Mace Windu and Samuel Jackson. Well, before they used to be just red. No, well, yeah, but they they were also they were they were blue and they no, but I, I mean they were just red, which is why in the Marvel Comics adaptation, I don't know if I ever told the story here. Um, they did not give the artist access to see the movie or see the production artwork, which is why for the first couple of issues, things looked so off. But when Obi-Wan Kenobi drew his lightsaber and during the duel in the, in the original Marvel back in the seventies, all the lightsabers were red because I, uh, red lasers. I don't, I don't remember that to be honest to you. I had like the big, giant size star wars number one right you know? remember that the the treasury editions the yeah big... i i don't recall them being all red i thought they were different colors but you're probably right i just don't remember anyway i hope it never happens you know and wh- whatever screw them uh so this just came out which made me laugh michael b jordan says that he believes killmonger could defeat thanos Sure, of course he does. Give him more screen time. But no way. Yeah, he, he's got a big head. He keeps yep. getting bigger. Yep. Are you saying something? It looks like you're doing sign language, Fedra. <laughs> you're muted. Well, her lips aren't moving, so I don't even know. No, now you're muted. I can't. We don't know who you uh, are. We can't. With your mic there. Yeah, we can't hear you at all. Yeah. Anyway, so. What, what's that, Fedra? What's that? Jack is completely right in everything he's saying tonight? Yeah, see? Yeah, that I knew that's what she was saying. <laughs> Fedra's like Marley Matlin. <laughs> oh, <laughs> she is. You know, she's like, I can't hear a word. She just left. All right, she's coming, signing back in. <laughs> you insulted her, Jack. Okay. Yeah, okay. Now, there she is. Okay. That was weird. I see two of you. Oh, okay, there we go. There yeah, we go. I'm telling you, my screen was going in and out, and I'm like, okay, what's going on? Then you can't hear me. I'm like, all right, coming right back in. <laughs> so, yes, Jack is right all the oh. time. <laughs> <laughs> what, is, what is he right about? Everything. Everything. <laughs> He's not. No, that just goes to show you both are wrong all the time. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, every once in a while, I got you back. Got you back. Thank Jack. you. <laughs> She's got my back every now and then, too. Yes, I do. Um, let's see here. We're going to kind of go through this. So, so Will Wheaton wants a Crusher Brothers spinoff series. I don't know what's the, the Crusher, Crusher thing. 
Yeah, what's that? I don't know what that was. Well, he was Wesley oh, Crusher. That's right. Um, he's an idiot. <laughs> no, no, no. In Picard season three, they introduced yeah his his Beverly's other son. Yes. Okay. Now I get you. Was it Jack? Jack Crusher? Uh, I think that was his name. You should know Jack. I know I should, but um, I just I, I, he was just always my head. It was like no matter what they were calling him, like Little Crusher. Not Wesley well, Crusher. He's not Wesley. Yeah, you weren't here last week, Fred. Oh, I, I sent you that stuff with uh, him going off on Larry David because he strangled Elmo. I didn't, yeah, I didn't see it, but I was, yeah, I took a peek. I was like, what the heck? But, yeah, okay. And that, well, well the, the, the bottom line is, is he's always, you know, I, I actually did like him in The Next Generation. I kind of liked his character. But I thought it was interesting, you know, like the, you had like a, a young kid on it. I didn't think he was a brat, like especially in the first season. I just think he was a smart kid, you know, who was with his mother and I think the first episode where he helped was, was it the naked now? Like when, which was kind of like a, a thing. It was know, a like, repeat from a original time. story. Yeah. And, and for some reason he wasn't infected and, and him and data, I think may have helped save the crew or whatever, but I, I liked him. You know, I, I think, you know, again, he was a good role model for, for young kids, you know, back then. Cause he, yeah, he wasn't over the top annoying, but as he got older, oh, he got annoying. I'm not going to say in the series. It's just that he made it like he he just made Wesley. Will Wheaton felt Wesley was bigger than he actually was in the series, and that he was, you know, so important to the lives of of millions of Star Trek fans, where it's like. You know, you were like a bit player, basically. You know, you you weren't. If there were any main characters in the Next Generation, it was Picard, Riker, and uh, probably Data. You know, uh, maybe the Doctor. But you're just along for the ride, pal. You know, it's. Um, and then he got political, and he started attacking. You know, mostly conservative thinking people, threatening them. You know. Uh, cursing at them, and again, he—you know—he's one of those people that see. I don't think everybody should think like me, you know. I, but I'm letting you know this is how I think. It's like everyone has their the right to think the way they want to think and believe. He thinks you have to think like him, and if you don't, you are the enemy, you know. And and now he's made an enemy out of Larry David, or Larry David's made an enemy out of him, you know. <laughs> And he just came off as an ass because even like, you know, the woke people are like, we love Larry David. You know, it's like, what are you doing? It's like he was just kidding around. It was just a puppet. And but it, it's another example of him trying to remain relevant, you know, that he's got to come out and say, look at me. Elmo may have gotten strangled, but I am the victim because I suffered abuse from my father. A long time ago, I suffered abuse when I was younger. But you know what? I could watch Larry David strangle Elmo all day, and it would not bother me. <laughs> I sincerely believe that you do believe that. 
I can't stand Elmo. I don't understand why they even have Elmo on there anymore. Because I don't know if you recall back in the day, you know, the guy that voices Elmo, um, he was, you know, he was using almost like his his stardom of Elmo to to uh, coerce young children into having relationships with him. He did. Oh yeah, wow! Yeah, oh, yeah imagine, he, imagine that. And he was pulled off the the show for a long time, you know, like for a couple of years, and now all of a sudden he's back on, you know, doing the voice. And it's like, oh, so you just kind of let that go, you know? Like he was going after young boys, you know, and it's Eesh. like, I did not know that. Oh yeah, it's like, I don't understand. You so know, he why. deserves to be strangled. Yeah. It, it's like I'm just saying, like you know, he may have created the character and all that stuff, but it's like if something like that happens, especially for a show that's uh, you know supposed to be helping children, you get rid of that guy and you hire someone. You're gone, else to, exactly. Yeah, hire someone else to do his voice. Don't bring him back because they're like, it's like, well, you know, <laughs> you kind of need gone. him. He's good yeah. for the ratings. We need him. <laughs> God, but anyway, that's, that's crazy. That is. But anyway, so uh, the Crusher Brothers. Yeah, again, he wants a series on Paramount Plus, you know, because he's not doing anything right now other than screaming at TV screens and, uh, you know, going on Twitter and yelling at people saying that I'm a victim. I hate you all. It's like, you know, no, I, I would not want to see a Crusher's Brothers. Uh, no, I, I. But I do. I do like. Um, I do like the character. He he was a very. I'd almost say refreshing, uh, because like everyone on Star Trek: The Next Generation, everybody was like very civil to each other all the time, pretty much. Yeah, and I like that about it, that. it was like, and and this guy was just like. Kirk coming in and just being like a young Kirk coming in and just being obnoxious and do it because he knows better than everyone. And who he, Wesley? No, the other Jack Crusher. Oh, Jack Crusher. Okay. Um, so he's now on the enterprise G the one with that with, uh, with seven and nine is the captain. And I hope they make that into a series. They keep talking about like star Trek legacy. I think they say it. Um, I think that would be a pretty good series because he's good and uh, Seven is even stiffer than Picard. <laughs> so I, I think just the interplay between them would be a lot of fun to watch. Isn't Wesley dead in the Star Trek universe? No, he is... He's dead. I'm pretty sure he's dead. No, he's... Um... Yeah, I... he, he's basically like a Kind of like a time traveler, teleporter guy. He like can maneuver around the laws of physics. He's with this group uh, that does that. And kind of like a caretaker of the universe um, sort of role. Like the Watcher? <laughs> uh, I would say, honestly, yeah. He's almost like a watcher. Like he can actually have to watch her closer to Doctor Who. He can maneuver anywhere in space and time. 
yeah, to help situations turn out better. So I Googled it. It said he's not dead. He just apparently doesn't remember to visit his mother from his heightened plane of existence. Exactly. But Beverly says, I lost my parents, then my husband, then my son, Wesley. He might as well be dead. <laughs> um, and plus, I don't like him. That's what his mother said? Yep. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no I said that last part. I, I said that last part. <laughs> I figured. <laughs> All right, last thing. So I sent you guys new pictures from the set of uh, Joker 2. Yeah, I, I probably won't make it through that one either. I made it through 30 minutes of the first one, so. it You know, I, I don't want to say it looks terrible. It's still, they still look off together, but maybe that's why they did it, for them to look off. I just, they don't look like they blend together at all. It doesn't look like there's actual chemistry. Like, it, it almost looks like they're forced together in those photos. She's a beast. Uh, I don't see her attractive at all. I don't know. I mean, other than the fact that they think she's a star, they're always trying to make her a star and they put her in movies. And then when they put her in movies, they're like, she's excellent. Nominate her for an Oscar. And she has been nominated for an Oscar and she does not deserve it. You know, it's again, it's Hollywood bullshit. It's I agree. They, I agree 100%. They, they all like her. You, you, you mean the Oscars isn't like political? No, well, it is. Shh. No, but my point is she's she's a good singer. She's definitely a good singer, but she's not attractive in the least. And oh she, yeah, she, she can't she can't be Harley Quinn. You know, uh, you know yeah, it, she's it, a great producer, like composing stuff. And yeah, singing, but acting, she's terrible. I don't know where they think she's acting. I mean, well, that's, but she's got a big head too. It's kind of like I'm so good at singing, I might as well act. I might as well become a surgeon next. You know, maybe I should <laughs> run for president. <laughs> Um, oh no please no <laughs> i don't yeah it's it, she she throws me off I, I just can't see her as harley quinn and what pisses me off about joaquin phoenix from the pictures i've seen he's got the same makeup on as he previously has and, yeah and that doesn't that never looked like the joker and again i like that movie because of his performance but again i wouldn't say that that was the joker like it was like you know it's another what if type of situation where it's like if if the joker he he didn't fall into a vat of chemicals he just was some guy that lost his mind and painted his face uh bruce wayne existed in this universe and gotham existed in this universe but it's not the joker you know it, it's like or it's like gotham by gaslight or something like that you know mm. I'm sure you'll watch it. And I will. Your opinion yeah. as well. And I'm going to bring tomatoes with me at the theater to throw at uh, Lady Gaga. She's ruining it. She's ruining see, that it. I, that she I would, is ruining it. I, I would. I would spend the money on a ticket just to see Joe Hogarty with tomatoes and cabbage. Yeah, you got to stock up. Pitching <laughs> it at the screen, yeah. and I'd probably be like nine one one. There's a man acting erratic. You would, and I'd throw one at you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but they had to turn this into a musical because she can sing. Is she going to play the piano? You know, it's like nobody wants to see that. They, I mean, I don't think there should have been a sequel to the movie. I mean, it ended fine the way it did. I felt it was. No, I wanted a sequel, uh, but no. not this way at all. No. No, it's you know, it was, for me, I felt like I, I liked the movie. I know Jack didn't like it. I know you liked it, Fedra. 
you know, but I, I just felt like what a surprise, you know, it was a good movie. Don't ruin it with a sequel because it's never going to be able to reach what we, we had before. It was kind of shocking in that it really wasn't the Joker, but we still enjoyed it. Just leave it the way it is. And well, enough people of the mindset like you encourage the studio to pump out the sequel to get some money. I, well, how's my mindset encouraged? I said I didn't want a sequel. No, but you you enjoyed this movie so much. You hunted me down by on on this podcast in yeah. text on the telephone to watch this movie. Yeah. Plus, you were creating a demand for it, and you're a, you're a hater. People like you. Joseph Hogarty encouraged the studio to invest in a sequel so they can make more money. You know what, Jack? I'd rather be a people like me than a people like you. Because people like you have watched Venom like 10 times, and that movie sucked. And because of that, they made sequels to Venom because people like you went to go see that movie and watch it over and over again. Actually, I didn't go. I didn't see it in the theater. Well, whatever. They knew you were watching, and you kept saying how much you loved it. Oh, you wanted to marry the movie and everything. And then <laughs> and that's why they made Madam Web and that movie's gonna suck. And then Craven. Oh, Web. that looks that looks good. That looks terrible. That, I mean it's oh. the the fun, I mean the funniest story that I saw this week that I sent you guys is one guy <laughs> in the theater was arrested for masturbating uh, to one of the characters. Who is that girl? I never heard of her, but apparently she's popular. She's she's like an up and coming now. She's like the it girl at the moment. Oh, it said man removed from Madam Web screening for masturbating to Sydney Sweeney. That's it. Julia Carpenter's Spider Woman. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh man, is that the only good news that they have to say about that movie? And even like the Dakota Johnson, I, I guess, is Madam Web. She's just crapping on that movie. You know, it's like, she's like, I haven't seen it. I don't know when I'm going to see it. <laughs> you know? I know and, she was uh, looking at it on Saturday Night Live, so. Was she? Was yeah. she saying good things about it? Yeah, she's like, everybody, go see this movie. It's really terrific. And we all worked really hard on it. And it just seems to be popping. And then she got hit with a tomato. <laughs> I mean, I do feel bad for her. You know, it's like, it's not her oh, fault. She's thinking it's, Joe, you said this. Yeah. I keep thinking of the scene in Young Frankenstein where they go out right, and Frankenstein, the bulb goes off, and then they start yeah. throwing this. And Gene Wilder at one point says, why do they always have cabbage? <laughs> Good question. Why the Penguin that? said that too. <laughs> like when they were like uh, in Batman Returns, he was giving the speech and they started throwing tomatoes and and lettuce at him. He goes, why do they always bring vegetables and things like this? <laughs> All right, let's wrap this up. So, Jack, can you tell them where they found you? Where they can find <laughs> Where <laughs> did found they find you? found me at You always send me mail at jackm at wdwnt.com. I know where they found you. Those penguins found you in the sewer, Jack. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fedra? 
Uh, you can find me on Instagram or send me a friend request on Facebook. Just let me know uh, of Nerd Alert. And you can email me at fedra at wdwnt.com. And if you want, you can email me at joe at wdwnt.com or send me a friend request on Facebook. I'm also on the podcast, Rusty Junk. So bizarre. Uh, we had like such a big hit with speed. Uh, I think it was like almost like 2,000 people like in total. Very yeah. good. And then, nice. we, then we did Pulp Fiction. Nada. <laughs> really? Like, I mean, interesting. Maybe like 160 people. You know, it was just like really bizarre. You would think that that would have been a home run. You would. You would have thought that a Quentin Tarantino movie would have really scored big hits. But uh, our our next one we just finished today was Basic Instinct. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that was. Whew. Yeah, now that, that was that was that was a interesting podcast. We'll say, not for the the pure of heart <laughs> to listen to. <laughs> oh, and speaking of Charlie, it's his birthday tomorrow. So happy Aww, birthday! Happy, happy birthday! Happy birthday! And speaking of birthdays, mine and Jack are coming up very soon. Oh, boy. Oh, well, well, mine's next week, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I guess, is yours next week or the following week? Following week. All right. Well, you're two days away from me, so. That's right. That's why you're the old man. <laughs> and I'm the older and wiser of this group. Oh, oh here I'm, we go. I won't go that far, but <laughs> older I'll be with Hmm. All right. Anyway, so with the this will be the end of WDWNT Nerd Alert Season 10, Episode 5. So until next time, see ya. Good night, all. Be good to each other. And good night, Miss Fedra, wherever you... Wait a second, you're here. Never mind. I'm here. <laughs> good night, everybody. 